love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carefell here on the JK Podcast. What's going on, everybody? What's up? All right, so as usual, per usual now, I mean... Uh, we should uh, mention our sponsor, Caller and Elbow, like you just heard. Um, but something really special going on now, not 10% off with the uh, JK Podcast promo code. You now get 25% off right mm-hmm. now at uh, CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Um, this is the Black Friday sale that is going on. Um, one of our friends here, Nick... Um, he, you know, told us that, uh, you know, he thinks that this is a really good deal, and I'm glad that he thinks that. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it, it originally was not supposed to start until Friday. So I was going to say, are some people are going there, hey, this isn't Friday. What's going on? That's right. Um, now, what actually happened is Al Snow decided um, for one of our other cohorts with Collar and Elbow, um, buddy of ours named Rod... Yep. His wife was in labor. So, mm. because of that and to celebrate the birth of their child, we had the opportunity to have it opened up early. Cool. So, it's actually been going on for a day. Um, so, yeah, guys, right now, make your way over to collarandelbowbrand.com. The wrestling fan in your life will love to have any of the merchandise that is available through them and make sure you use the code JK podcast, which is going to until Friday at midnight Eastern Standard Time, get you 25% off everything. That's a pretty good uh, deal, you know, coming up to Christmas, uh, like you had mentioned for the uh, wrestling fan in your family, you know, go crazy 25% off every single purchase that you make. I mean, uh, you know, that, that could mean getting a lot more than you initially maybe planned on getting. You maybe want to get your, be able to get yourself a little something with the money that you're saving there. So that's, that's right, 100%. <laughs> All right. So before we get into our, uh, our usual discussion here, we'll start off with our usual kind of sound bit here. And this one, uh, a little bit of a tougher time finding one for this episode, but I think I found a pretty good one. We usually tend to go for the funny bits here. This is uh, for you uh, parks and recreation fans out here who, uh, uh, may or may not, if you're, you know, I think you can still appreciate this for what this is. This is uh, Mr. Nick Offerman. Now, if the name doesn't uh, sound familiar, if you're a fan of the show, he plays the character Ron Swanson. And uh, this is him uh, starting his own pizza farm. Let's check this out. Gadoosh! <clears throat> the government tells us we need to offer healthy choices and school lunches. But what is healthy, really? Is it this, or is it this? The answer may surprise you. Welcome to the pizza farm. 
where we are hard at work growing the ripe, juicy pizzas your kids love. What could be healthier than this? Acres of pizza kissed by the sun, stretching as far as the eye can see. Mmm. Fresh pepperoni straight from Mother Earth. We also have orchards of taquito trees soaking up the minerals and vitamins from the sun before we pick them and deliver them straight to those school lunch trays. Can I have one? You sure you don't want an apple? Ew, no way. <laughs> Here you go. You see, kids know what their bodies need. My teeth feel soft. Go away. These fields produce hot, moist, sloppy joes all year round. <sighs> Thanks to the nutrients and the cola we use to water them. Oh, like mother's milk. We all want our kids to eat healthy, all-natural food. So stop pushing gross fruits and vegetables on them and let them dig into a fresh-picked bushel of hot, flaky fish fingers. Yeah, they keep falling off. We can't get these to stick on the branches. So. I'm, I'm sorry. Listen, if it's on a plant, it's good for you. Who cares how it got there? French fries are practically salads, which is why I like mine with ranch. So there you go with, uh, I think, a pretty funny bit. The funny thing with that is, is actually, uh, it's right from their <laughs> YouTube uh, channel. It's the American Heart Association. So <laughs> I think... Uh, I think it's just them kind of poking fun at themselves there on that one. At least I would hope so. Sure. <laughs> All right. So before we get into some wrestling discussion here, uh, I think we'll uh, do a, a brief um, technology uh, topic here because I think it is something that's uh, pretty important and, and worth noting, especially considering you know, we do some stuff on YouTube. Uh, you do uh, the um, the uh, Loot Crate unboxings and uh, you know the uh, KNL vlog. So. Um, Essentially, what's happened here, and as uh, surprising as this is, it uh, actually happened, uh, YouTube accidentally flagged their own video. Uh, it was an official Google Chromebook ad that they had posted themselves, Google's uh, own channel, and they flagged their own video for copyright content. Good job. <laughs> now, what does this uh, mean for you know content creators out there when... You know, Google is flagging their own videos for uh, basically copyright infringing themselves. It means <laughs> that they need to really look at the algorithm that they're using and it needs to be changed. Because, I mean, especially for, you know, up and coming uh, content creators um, trying to make a name for themselves or, you know, or just even just trying to, uh, you know, do this as a hobby or, you know, however, you know, ambitious you are doing this, it's got to be difficult to, to kind of see this happening and then going, well, you know, what, what chance do I have if, you know, Google's own videos get taken down, you know, for using improper content, supposedly? Like, it's, I don't know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And it's, uh, they really need to change and, and make that less aggressive, that bot or wherever that they use there. Because, you know, stuff like this shouldn't be happening, <laughs> you know. And, you know, fair content, you know, for, sorry, fair usage, you know, they... 
Google really needs to to look more kind of into this and realize that you know the, the stuff you know used to a certain extent, you know, only promotes you know the the makers of the original content. It's you know? it's very true. And it it's is. it's not like uh, you know using the stuff in the videos and claiming it as their own. You know, like we created the song or anything. Like you know, those people, you know, they they credit the original creator and you know even mention them in the credits and everything. Like and then they get taken down because no, you can't use that copyrighted content. How dare you? <clears throat> and you know what, what what YouTube and what Google does with this case too is they don't just claim or want the revenue from that little bit to where that uh, song or whatever you know that questionable content is. They then take credit for the entire video, and then the content creator gets nothing out of it. It's and it's it's very very true. Um, I was I, I tend to watch some YouTube videos. Uh, I won't lie. Um, being sick lately, I have had really not much more to do. So I was watching a live stream that was happening today from uh, some friends of mine down in or the Orlando area. Mm-hmm. And during one of the rides, uh, they were live streaming the ride. So he's like, oh, you know what? I, I'm Maybe it's best if I do talk. That He kind of lucked out. He was able to get a yeah. boat to himself for this ride, which was awesome. Um, he's like, oh, maybe, maybe I need to talk because I don't want that YouTube is going to flag this for yeah. whatever reason, right? Um, which YouTube seems to do quite often. Too often. Um, yeah, way too often. And especially, it's something at Disney. It was at Disney World. Yeah. Like, he's he was live streaming from Disney World, which, I mean, it's it's Disney. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's the happiest place on Earth. And then you're going to smash those dreams of people yeah. because of what? Right? Well, there's some, uh, you know, People who own that content, you know, f- most famously Nintendo, uh, like you had mentioned Disney, some of those uh, uh, organizations are very protective of their content almost too far, you know, and, and you got to wonder like how much of this is actually people at Disney or at Nintendo or at some of these other companies actually going in and picking these things out, or is it just the bot, you know, being way too aggressive with this kind of stuff and not actually investigating, you know, and, okay, so who is this, uh, you know, person doing this video, you know, is it the focus on that video or is it just, you know, is it in there just uh, for a short amount of time, you know, to fall under, you know, the category of uh, fair usage, you know, it, it, it's frustrating because, I mean, I used to do a lot of videos on YouTube, uh, you know, with gaming, that kind of stuff, you had to be so careful with what you included into it, um, you know, otherwise, you know, taken down. You know, for somebody who was trying to break into YouTube, it was really frustrating because they, they, they took so much of it down when they didn't really need to, in my opinion. No, exactly. And, and, and so. I mean, lots of it they really don't need to. And I am going to share for everybody what it actually was. It was uh, the Los Cobo, Co, Co, Cosabrero or, or, or whatever. <laughs> I can't even pronounce <laughs> it right now. Um, but it was, it was the ride that, that has a specific song in it. And it's like a, a Mexican dancey kind of song um and they flag it at that point Mm -hmm. every time so i think it's 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 the bot that does it that really picks out those specific things because that's probably something that is very much so um copyright oh yeah absolutely right so eh, so eh. We'll see if anything gets better with it. With that, uh, in the short term, I'm going to say you know it's probably going to get worse before it gets better. You know, with uh, you know, there's more talk now with uh, net neutrality and you know down in the states, you know, FCC pushing through stuff, you know, f- for things to be really kind of regulated. 
uh, when it comes to you know, what we have now, which is a really open um, you know, platform with the internet to maybe possibly be more regulated and a lot of things being more restricted. So we'll see what comes to that you know, and if maybe that can affect you know, things with YouTube and whatnot. So it's things are kind of up in the air when it comes to just the internet in general. So it's kind of one of those things that we'll wait and see kind of what happens. And, you know, hopefully in the long term it gets better because like I said, you know, it's probably going to get a little bit worse before things do improve. So yeah, well, we'll see. Okay. So let's get into some wrestling discussion. Uh, I guess we'll start off with uh survivor series just happening. Uh, just overall impression of uh, survivor series in general. Were you impressed? Were you kind of okay? Or were you upset? I you, uh, you know what I it wasn't that bad I, I yeah. honestly I can't gripe about it at all I think it was it was well done um, I mean I'm sure we'll get into you know all the different things that that happened on the show but yeah. I mean overall I'm I'm happy with it overall you know definitely good um, for, for me personally you know not you know not the best that they've done um, for me just still. You know the main thing that I really wasn't okay with, you know, and I think we've you know we've hinted on this on other episodes and whatnot, but Triple H insisting on you know having the spotlight on him, and oh, it's just it, it, it's frustrating to, to see you know him you know take the spot of you know away from like a Jason Jordan or somebody else that could have filled that spot, you know, and have had a chance to to have gotten over the with the crowd now supposedly, you know, from what I've read and kind of looked into this set, supposedly this was to get Braun Strowman over more with the audience. Um, was it really, he was already kind of over. What did, was this really necessary for him to do this? No, because I, it, just like you, I, I fully <laughs> agree. It was not needed. No. And, you know, for Hunter, you know, to, it just, it's, he has these spur of the moment things where it's like, Nope, I want the, the spotlight me for a little bit. You know, that, that's really what it feels like. You know, it's like, and I understand you still have the itch to get in there once in a while, but, you know, use that opportunity. Like I mentioned, you know, people that were good at with Piper and that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, you want that spot a little, little bit too, but use it to get these up-and-coming guys uh, over. You've had your time, you've had your date, you've had your success. Now use that to help you know, enrich and help um, get these up-and-coming people like, you know, what should be like a, a face on here, Hideo Tommy, something like that, you know, not don't just bump him down to 205 Live where he's probably going to get lost in the shuffle. You know, should have included somebody like that and, you know, gotten somebody like that over, you know. Uh, honestly, I, I, I don't even think that he really needs to be in the ring at all. No. Like, there, there's no need for it. If you, if you want to try to get somebody over, you need to use the guys that you currently have to get this other person over. I mean, that's that's just for me. I would say that that's good business. Yeah. I mean, you're going to need to get this person over and get the other person not over or or yeah. whatever, right? If the other person needs to take some time off, perfect opportunity right there. Um, I, yeah. I don't know. It's just. It, I don't like it at all. There's no reason for Triple H to need to get back into the ring. He has nothing left to prove. He's done absolutely everything that he can in the business, including marrying the boss's daughter <laughs> yeah, and exactly. taking control of part of the company. You don't need to do anything else. You know what, uh, what has happened here, Carl? An interesting thing has happened again here is that the NXT TakeOver, in, in my personal opinion, and I'm sure you know ones that have watched the 
the the whole kind of weekend deal there that uh, the NXT Takeover thing stole the show, and specifically the the match with uh, Velveteen Dream and Aleister Black. Uh, going into that, I wasn't expecting a whole lot from it, to be perfectly honest with you. And wow, did they ever deliver Dream? He's got some potential, that kid. Both of them honestly killed it. I mean, there was nothing wrong with that match at all. <laughs> and yes, NXT TakeOver, again, during one of the four big shows, stole the show. It shines them. You know, like... I've seen, you know, with going back to Velveteen Dream, I'm seeing comparisons like, uh, you know, on websites and other forums and whatnot, uh, comparing him to, uh, you know, Rick Rude and that kind of stuff, you know, similar kind of uh, style and everything. I mean, wow. Uh, I was kind of up in the air about him, honestly, but, uh, you know, with that match, excuse me, against Aleister Black, like, wow, I'm a, I'm a believer now. He used properly in the right situations. I mean, the sky's the limit for that kid. He is a great work in the ring and, just the, the character and everything, it's, it's so different, and it's just, it, it, it's, it, it just it captured my attention. <laughs> and, um, you know, wow. I mean, I, I, was, I was quite impressed. And the, uh, the, the War Games match, yep, they brought War Games back, the old WCW uh, match that uh, Dusty Rhodes came up with, brought that back, and, and did some pretty cool things there, I must say. You know, Adam Cole in the Undisputed Area there, they, uh, they did pretty good. All of them did good. Some good spots in that match. Some scary spots, too, but some really, really good stuff there. All three teams that were in there honestly did amazing when it came to the uh, War Games match. I mean, I I, I don't even know what to say about it. It was just like, it was that good that you could honestly just sit there, not say a, a, a word at all and just appreciate what was going on and what was happening. Uh, I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to say it again. I probably already said it. NXT, in my personal opinion right now, is WWE's best brand. Look at even right now coming over to the main roster. Who, you know, is making uh, all the noise? These are all former NXT guys. Seth Rollins. Uh, you're just uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, uh, Charlotte, uh, Sasha Banks. Uh, all, all these people, they were all in NXT. And uh, now there's some other ones coming up that are going to be pretty damn good. You know, we got some people from the, the Young Classic. you got Sarah Logan. you got Ruby Riot. You've got um, Mandy Rose. You have uh, Paige coming back. We'll, we'll see how that goes with her. Yeah. Because uh, the whole thing really kind of stirred the pot in the business. But, uh, you know, these just so much talent just oozing out of the, the NXT uh, uh, show right now. I mean, there's just the, the talent pool is so deep there that, uh, you know, it just I find myself watching, wanting to watch that more, and it's just it's a more condensed format, and it just it's more enjoyable to watch, and there's just no filler. That's no. what I like about it so much. That's exactly it. There's right. no filler at all, and I mean when when they go to do a promo or something like that, it's simple, it's quick, it's effective, and that's it. Yep, very much so. As you know, mentioned before with uh, Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho, right to the very very point. Like you guys said, less than uh, about maybe six minutes. Everybody hooked in. The talk of the business, right? A good promo doesn't need to be a long, drawn-out thing like Shane McMahon and some of these other people do. No, it just it needs just to, to make your point, and, you know, sometimes less is more. Oh, yeah. And, you know, another good example of that. So, yeah, I mean, um, with, with SmackDown and Raw, I won't say that, you know, that they're struggling, you know, in comparison to NXT, but it just it feels... 
like I really don't know what it what it is. Is it, is it the length of the show? Is it or, or what it is? But it just it feels, and it really shouldn't be that way. You know that the this developmental essentially um, you know show is the one that's making all the noise. Like this is supposed to be where they're just kind of you know sharpening their teeth uh, and you know just kind of starting to get better. But like, they're blowing them out of the water in comparison to Raw and SmackDown. To be perfectly honest with you. Uh, you know, and and they are, and I mean, we've a hundred percent. We've talked about it uh, numerous times before, but it, it's very true. Still to this day, they continue to just take it to another level, and uh, happy that they are because mm-hmm. it's showing that even on a large stage, even sorry. Let me correct myself. Even though they're not on a large stage, mm-hmm. they can still kick it. Yeah. And I hope that, um, you know, it's not that far off from Royal Rumble. So hopefully they uh, make some uh, use of uh, some of those guys, you know, like Adam Cole and uh, O'Reilly and Fish and uh, Alistair Black and Velveteen Dream. I mean, you can you have some guys really make some noise in that Royal Rumble if you uh, so choose to use them. So... We'll see, you know, compared to last year's Royal Rumble, which was a little bit on the lackluster side, you know, at least when it comes to surprises, you know, this year they could really, you know, really mix it up, you know. They could. And, and I mean, I know Royal Rumble, that's your pay-per-view. No, um, you, you continue to say that every time <laughs> that it comes up that, yep. you know, oh, they could do more with this these people or more with those people. Mm-hmm. The unfortunate part is that, Really, you can't just have them come up and do this one-off and then go back down to, you know, NXT. Because, I mean, if you're going to want to pull five or six guys from NXT, yeah. you're going to have to keep them on the main roster after that. Yep. Um, at this point, people like Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, um, you know, like they're, they're not going to be not saying they're not ready for it. Yeah. They're ready for it. But they're not going to be used in that type of... I don't feel that they would be used yeah. in that type of capacity because they have way too much still to offer down in NXT. Yep. You know, and we'll see, you know, the one-off thing. Um, you know, I'm kind of 50-50 on. Uh, I think for them to pull something off, I think uh, you would maybe have to go with the 40-man route, uh, which has been a while since they've done that. In my opinion, you know, they're almost maybe due to do it again. We'll see what happens to that. Uh, honestly, I'd like to see that. You know, to see, you know, 10 more guys, maybe make more use of the legends, you know, because uh, we really didn't see any of them last year. So, you know, a chance to maybe use, I know I've mentioned before, I, I don't know if he's still active, you know, uh, one of our interviews that we did before with Bushwhacker Luke, I, I, honestly, I'd I like to kind of know what he's up to, because I know he was kind of talking about, uh, you know, maybe uh, having one more shot there, but, uh, you know. We'll have to see. That would that would be interesting, and I'm all for you know, honestly, for some of the, the legends uh, to kind of come back and, you know, make a little bit of an impact and, and put over some of these other guys that are in there. 100%. I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I want to talk about, and it's, uh, I guess you could say, you know, he's been kind of one of our kind of punching bags uh, when it comes to turnbuckle talk on this uh, podcast here. And I'm, of course, referring to Mr. Roman Reigns and the fact that he is now the Intercontinental Champion. Um, good thing or bad thing? Oh, you're actually asking my opinion on this? Yeah. Oh. Uh, why? Honestly, why? I mean, do, do you really think that put now putting the IC belt on him is going to make things any different? 
you've tried that when he had tag belts. You've yeah. tried that when he had the WWE championship. You try like you've tried it numerous different times and you put them back together with the shield. Mm-hmm. And what happened? They still booed Roman Reigns. Yeah. I mean, putting the intercontinental belt on him now is not going to make any lick of difference at all. The part of this that uh, really bugs me is because the intercontinental title is my favorite title. Like not only just the way it looks, uh, just uh, the prestigious nature of it. Um, you know, traditionally, this has always been the kind of stepping stone title. You know, you, you come into the business and then, you know, you you get the Intercontinental title and then they see how you can kind of do. And then, you know, from there, you know, you could potentially be, you know, a WWE or world champion or however you want to refer to. So for it to be used, almost kind of, it almost feels like it's like a downgrading kind of a feeling, which to me, uh, I, I hate the fact that I'm even using that term when it comes to the Intercontinental title. Because I think it's one of the more prestigious titles in, in, you know, at least in the WWE, you know, so for it to have gone from a guy who was world champion down to to this makes it feel like a downgrade. And I hate that feeling because, I mean, The Miz was running with the title in, you know, doing some of the the best work that he's done since he's been in in WWE and really running. They're really doing good with promos and whatnot. And then now it's like, (laughs) you know, you, you took it off somebody when you didn't need to. Well, not uh, you see. That's the thing. the The, the belt, either way, was going to be coming off, uh, off of the Miz. Um, to my understanding, he's actually going to be taking time off to uh, one uh, film another movie, yeah. and two probably to take time off when Maurice has the baby. Yeah. Um, so one way or another, it was going to happen that the belt was going to be taken off of yeah. the Miz. Do I think that it should have been taken off and given to Roman Reigns? No. Um, vocally, I will say that over and over and over again. Yep. Um, it, going to what you're saying, I really don't think that, you know, because somebody's a world champion then gets the IC belt that it really takes away from the IC belt. It just means that they're, they're making their way back up again is how I see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that Roman Reigns needs it, though. Like... You've tried everything else with him. Now you're going to try this, and it's going to be a waste of somebody else's talent and somebody else that could be holding on to that belt. Yeah, there are some definitely some other guys that I think would have been, uh, you know, definitely worthy of it. You know, they should have maybe done some type of tournament or or, or something else with it to, to put it on on a, on a guy. You know, it's almost seemingly just kind of to get him to that uh, grand slam thing that they call it. To, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think I think that there there could have been some other guys that are more deserving, you know, or at least have given somebody a shot to you know have have a, you know, some guy who wasn't a champ yet to to have a shot at it, you know, you know, there, there, you could have had like Xavier Woods, you know, uh, maybe Big E again. Oh, those are just New Day guys, but uh, you know, uh, maybe you know Curse Axel, maybe Bo Dallas, some of these guys that haven't really had a chance to work, you know, give those guys a chance, you know. Like I've said it before, you know, some of those guys, it's they're horribly underused. Like Bo Dallas and Kraus, especially. Like, you know, I know they're helping the Miz with that whole deal there, but you know, a couple guys there that, uh, you know, I don't know. It's disappointing to see them just kind of, you know, sitting there not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. You know? Especially with all this time, especially on Raw, they have so much. They have this three hours to work, and you know, these guys can't get used. Like it just blows my mind. 
You know why I'm so quiet? Because <laughs> I'm done wasting breath on Roman Reigns. <laughs> right? It's so frustrating. It, it, it's it, he seems to have done pretty well getting back to, together with the Shield, but uh, you know I don't think he's gotten over quite as good as maybe they were they were expecting. But definitely better than when he was. But you know, <laughs> we shall see. So, uh, anything on your mind when it comes to wrestling right now that uh, you want to maybe uh, do as a topic here, Carl? I mean, there always is. I mean, 100% there always is. I mean, we've got, got WWE Network stuff. We've got uh, um, legends who have been hospitalized. Mm, um, there's like a bunch of different things. I, I do want to say, though, that um, we do hope that for WWE legend Kamala, yes. no matter what the outcome is, um, JNK podcast is here. Um, I mean, the guy has lived a life, a, a full life. And yeah. even though he had to go through some surgeries, he, he lost his legs. Um, you know, lots of medical stuff has happened to him, but he mm-hmm. always kept a smile on his face through everything. Yeah. Um, there's been some health concerns lately. Uh, to my understanding, he's gone in for a surgery and has come out of it uh, well yep. um, at this point. So it's just a matter of time to see if the uh, hospital will, you know, release him and let him go back home or if uh, he's going to stay in the hospital for a little bit longer. Yep. So to WWE legend Kamala, we're thinking about you, buddy. Yeah, we definitely don't want to see our, uh, our childhood, uh, you know, wrestling legends uh, pass away. You know, too soon. So, um, you know, we're all pulling for him and, uh, and hope that, uh, that things can uh, hopefully get uh, better there. So, I think we'll, we'll kind of end off because you uh, actually just today, um, I figured we'd get you to talk about this to end things off here. I got the uh, most recent Slam Crate. I did. Um, opinions about it and what you got in the uh, Slam Crate, Carl? Sure. Um, my first off opinion uh, this box was not worth the price that I paid. Okay. Um, Fair enough. The the boxes are quite expensive. For anyone that is in Canada, you're looking it's it's sixty dollars a box. Um, the box will normally come with you know five six different items inside of it. Um, always has a T-shirt. Always has some sort of action figure that's inside of it. Now this one that came. I got a little bit of a deal on it. Um, I was given a promo code that I could use that got myself a little discount on it. So cool. I got a discount. Do I still think that it was worth it? No. The only reason why I actually went through and got this one was because it has an Alexa Bliss t-shirt inside of it. So I was thrilled about, about that. Now, the rest of the stuff that came in it, very cool uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock action figure that came inside of it. There you go. Very cool. I'm happy with that as well. Always awesome when you get those different action figures. And for myself, as many of you may know, I am a collector. So that is a collectible item for me. Sweet. It's still sealed. It's never coming out of the box. It has the... (laughs) tape pieces over the over the enclosures it's it's closed um the next thing that came inside the box uh, and and that comes in every box is a pin now the pin um very cool uh pin all of them really have been um i've missed out on the first two um and i've missed out on another one that i'm really not concerned about 
but if I, I can ever get my hands on the first two, which were the winged eagle and the IC belt, um, I would a hundred percent do whatever I can to snatch those yeah, up. For sure. Um, but I've got myself the smoking skull stone cold Steve Austin plate, uh, pin in this crate this time. So pretty cool with that as well. Now, normally there'll be something in the box else that's useful and that somebody would actually use every day, uh, or on a, on a daily basis in, in everyday life. Yep. Um, there wasn't this time. Well, maybe I think you can make use of the one thing if you were maybe in grade five. Yeah, I mean, if you were in grade school still, possibly. I mean, there there was a lunch bag that came inside of it, and on it is written, uh, this lunch belongs to a certified G. Mm. So it was an yeah. Enzo Amore lunch bag, um, all white in color. Uh, it had magnet in cl- or, uh, uh, snaps to close it. Um, but I'm 36 years old. I'm not going to use this little lunch bag. <laughs> so it's going to go up on the shelf. It's going to yeah. be a collector's item. Yeah. Um, to go along with the lunch bag, there was a hot and cold little pack. Now, when I say little pack, I mean it was about three inches by three inches Yeah. Um, that you could stick into the freezer and then stick into the lunch bag to keep things cold. Or boil water, wait for the water to boil, take the water off of the heat, put this pack inside there, let it sit there for eight to ten minutes, then take it out, then wrap it in a towel, and then put it into your way too much work. I was just going to say way that. Way too much work. That sounds like um, I'm already sweating just thinking about it. Yeah. So that's going to be a collector's item. Yeah. Um, that's going to be something that just goes up with the rest of the collections. Now, the, the last thing that came in the box that I might get some use out of. I'm debating if I'm going to open them or not. Those things look cool. Um, Yeah, right? I mean, in in one of the previous boxes that I got, I got two tumbler glasses. Um, One was an Enzo Amore microphone, it looks like, on on the glass, and the other one was a WWE microphone on the glass. Now, what this is, is four coasters. One of them is the Universal title. One's the world title. One's the uh, SmackDown Women's. One's the Raw Women's Championship belt. Um, Just the faceplates. But they're like rubbery. And they're bendable. And they're coasters. Will I use them? I don't know. It's very possible. I kind of like it enough the way that it looks. Because it's got the Universal Championship on the front. Which is, at this point, my favorite of the current belts. Um, So I don't know. So again, another collector's item just to sit there for now. So really, I paid this money to get now use out of a t-shirt, <laughs> right? So, I mean, it's great stuff for collectibles that are inside the uh, the, the, the the slam crate. This yep. one's called from Loot Crate. Um, it's a bi-monthly service. Yep. So every two months you get one. But still, I mean, Canadian, you're looking at $60 a box. So every two months, you're paying another $60 yeah. to get a t-shirt, an action figure, a pin, and then two other items. Yeah, and they don't promote our show, or we don't really promote them or you know sponsor or anything like that. But I mean, when you go to these guys' website, I mean... Uh, 
again, if you're shopping for Christmas and stuff like that, I mean, they have something for like almost every kind of uh, nerd out there. I guess maybe I can kind of put it that way. You know, they have gaming ones, uh, you know, with uh, popular franchises like Call of Duty, Fallout, Halo, Minecraft, uh, for anime fans out there, for WWE wrestling fans, uh, comic book fans with Marvel, Stranger Things, uh, Star Trek. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Wizarding World, J.K. Rowling. I mean, yeah, Harry um, Potter, some, Firefly, some cool stuff there. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, definitely. Uh, if you're uh, into uh, that kind of thing, if you're a collector, you know, there, there's pretty much a, a loot crate for almost every kind of uh, collector out there. So, there definitely is. Yep. Now, don't get me wrong. I actually, I, I love getting these 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 crates. Like yep. I honestly do. But I do think that it's kind of expensive for Canadians um, to, and I understand exchange and I understand shipping and all of that's included in that $60 price. I I get it. I just, in this crate, I think I would have been a little bit more happier had there actually been more things that I could use outside of my home to show people that I'm a WWE fan. Yeah, true. All right, well, that about wraps it up for uh, this episode, Carl. Uh, again, we'll mention with uh, callerinabobrand.com, uh, 25% off right now until this coming Friday after midnight. Uh, you know, go do your Christmas shopping for your wrestling uh, fan and your family. And, uh, you know, tons of good stuff on there and only increasing and more stuff coming you know, as time passes there. So That's right, guys. Make sure collarandelbowbrand.com. Use the code JKPODCAST to get that 25% off. And we don't want to forget, guys, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all three of them, JK Podcasts. If you look that up on all three of those, that's how you can find us on those three social media platforms. There you go. Okay, uh, and uh, to end off here, like we usually do with some music here, this one is a little bit uh, different uh, with this episode because actually this song holds you know a bit of a place uh, you know in musical history. Is in 1988, the very last eight track was produced. And this uh, song was actually from that very last eight track that was ever produced. And this was from Fleetwood Mac's greatest hits album. And we'll uh, end off with a song from that to end things off here. And we'll see you guys next time. Ciao.